0: In my heart too I know we've been looking at the life of Gideon for the last three or four weeks, but this morning, all week long, it was—I guess probably about Tuesday—the Lord drove these verses into my heart, drove them, pulled out a word, and it was just as if, when, right when the Lord did it, Lord said, "This is what I want you to preach Sunday morning." You know yes. how we are. So, Lord, I'm preaching on the life of Gideon. Don't you think I know that? I want you to preach from Romans chapter eight. Amen. Amen. And so. This morning, don't let familiarity rob you of the truths that are found within this Word of God. Amen. Romans chapter number 8. Begin reading verse number 28. We'll read down to the end of the chapter. Romans 8 verse 28. The Bible says this. And we know that all things... Now, I'm going to emphasize that word things, but I want you to notice how it keeps reappearing in the text. And we know... That all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow he did also predestinate, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover whom he did predestinate them, he also called and whom he called then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. Listen to verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? There it is again. Wow. These things if God before us, who can be against us? Wow. He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all? Here it is. Things. Verse number, uh, look with me at verse number 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God. That justified. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh who also maketh intercession for us. Verse 35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written. For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep before the slaughter. Here it is, verse 37. Nay, in all these, here's that word, things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus Amen. our Lord. Look back at verse 28. I want you to look at this word. And we know that all things. Right. Verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? Verse number 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Verse number Uh, 37, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Verse 38, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. If the Lord will help me this morning, I want to preach on that one word. I want to preach on things. Things. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the precious name of the Lord Jesus, as we come before you this morning, Lord, I do know that you've laid this message upon my heart. For such a time as this, I ask you, dear God, uh, Lord, right now you did to me of myself. I pray you fill me full of your spirit. Lord, I stand at a place where I dare not stand alone. But God, I do pray you hide me in the cloak of my calling. I pray you hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Amen. I pray, dear God, that no man would see me. But, dear God, they see you high and lifted up. Lord, may you take the truths that are found in these verses. And I pray, dear God, that you would drive them into the heart of each believer. I pray, God, that the word of God would fall upon good soul. I pray. Uh, that you touch each listener. I pray, dear Amen. God, they open up their ears, open up their hearts to be receptive to thy Amen. word. God, we need you this morning. Don't leave us to ourselves, But God, we're thankful you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. Thank and now, dear God, I pray your word will go forth in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We love you. Amen. We'll thank you. And we'll give you all the honor and all the glory now. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen. 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 Looking at this thought this morning on things. In Romans chapter 8, just like in Romans 6 and 7, if you go back and I challenge you to do that when you get time, go home and read Romans 6 and go home and read Romans 7 and even read Romans chapter 8 and you'll begin to understand in context of what the Apostle Paul is writing when he comes to Romans chapter number 8. He is dealing with the sanctification of of the believer. We understand that word sanctification of uh, means to be set apart. who we'll all would agree with me this morning? The Lord has saved us that he might set us apart. Amen. amen. There ought to be something different about our lives than there are in anybody else's life in this world. Not really? that we're better than anybody. Somebody say Amen. Ah. It's not that we're better than the drunk on the street yeah. or the or those that see you ah live a and ungodly lifestyle but it's but that the Lord Jesus has saved us and that the Holy Ghost has took up a bone in our heart he has purchased us with the precious blood of Christ and as Paul said we're to come out from among the world and be ye separate saith the Lord we're not to touch the unclean things but as I begin to look at Romans 8 this week, as the Lord begin to drive these verses home Bless in my heart, we're all familiar with Romans 8, 28. We've heard it quoted, no doubt, many a times. And I've heard it and I've said it, over, especially over the last couple of years, from 2020 to 2021. Bless now we've all heard it said over and over, we don't understand it, but we're going to trust God, that God's going to work all things together up for our good. And I don't know about y'all this morning, but there's been a lot of times that I've had to go back and I had to make sure Romans eight twenty eight was in the Bible. Because yes, I'll be honest, Lord. y'all pray for me. I there's been some times where I said, Lord, I don't see this working together for my good. Yeah. But I hope I get a good amen. At the amen. end of it, I'm glad I can look back and say, God, I didn't know what you were doing then. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I can say you've done all things well. Amen. But when I looked at Romans eight twenty eight, the Lord drove this home to my heart differently than I've ever seen it before ahead, Paul. in verse 28 Paul brings up things
1: yeah
0: now brother Wayne I was as a young preacher I'm a, I, I my pastor told me he said son don't preach on things you Go preach ahead, the sir, Bible boy. y'all with me come on somebody help don't preach on things anybody ever heard a preacher preach on things Go I mean ahead. you know what I'm saying things they just preached on things and I've always heard, don't preach on things, just preach the Bible. Don't preach them. Well, as I got so, to re- realize, I reading the Word of God when I found out yeah. things are in the Bible. Amen. Good. And so it's hard to not preach on things if things are in the Bible, if you're going to be a Bible preacher, amen? Right. And so as I begin to look at these things, I began to Paul thought a lot about these things they he mentions them several times just in a very few short verses. Uh-huh. He mentions it several times. He mentions it, I said, verse 28. But well, we know all things. He goes on to say, what shall we say? Unto these things shall God not freely give us all things. Can, things present and things to come. He talks about things over and over and over again. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I know how much growing up in the one thing for mama to say something once, but if mama re-emphasized it and said it the second time, she showed up, meant business. Y'all with yes. me? At any time that mama would say something more than once, she was driving you home, she didn't want you to miss it, she didn't want you to overlook it, but she wanted you to know that she was wanting you to get what she was laying out. Can I say I believe that's the same thing Paul's doing. Right. Several times he re-emphasizes it. He talks about things, things, things and more things. So if it's so important to the Apostle Paul, I believe it would be important for you and I to look at it this morning and see why God had him write about things in the Word of God. Let's look at it. I want to give you three things about these things and I'll be done. Very simple this morning, but stay with me. I believe this will help us. Yes. I notice when I begin to look at things within these verses, I notice that these things, they have a Personal determination. Mm. What do things? What do you mean by personal determination? These things desire to do something in my life. And they desire to do something in your life. Your now let me just say this before I go any further. When we think about things, we automatically think about a possession. We think about, really, do we think about something that's beyond it? It's just a thing. Yeah. But do you know where I've realized? A thing can be anything. Hear me now, or anyone. Bless the Lord. I have learned that things can be something, or they can be someone.
1: Yeah.
0: See, the things we're going to look at in this verse, Paul talks about them as being possessions, but Paul also talks about them about being people. Mm. You'll look at verse number thirty-one or verse number thirty-three. Who shall lay anything? Y'all see right. the who? It's not a what, it's a who. Bless Look Lord. down in verse number 35. Who shall separate us? Now, yeah. see that? Paul ain't talking about a what, he's talking about a who. And I want to say this this morning before I go any further that I have found in my Christian walk with God that it's all the time, it ain't the any things that get me. Sometimes it's the any ones Bless that get Lord. me. So, come on now, sometimes it ain't the whats. That yeah. gets me. It's the who's right. that gets me. Go read the book of Galatians. You remember what Paul said? He said, he said who, ha, who was it uh, that uh, had bewitched you? Who was it that had made you stumbling block? Who was it that hindered you that you should hear the truth? Bless you, he didn't say what it was that hindered you from hearing the truth. He said, Who it was that hindered you from hearing the truth. So, can I say this one before I go any further? Things may not necessarily be anything. Even though it is, it could be somebody this morning. Bless your heart, so, what do these things do? Well, with the personal determination. What do things desire to do in our life? Well, let we'll me show you in this text. Look at verse number 33. Mm-hmm. Who shall lay anything, y'all see that? Yeah. To the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifies. Mm-hmm. You know what I have found about things? I have found out that things desire to charge me. Bless you. you see what the verse said, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? I looked that word up, charge. You know what it means? It means to bring something against. Bless you. It means to bring something against the believer. Has anybody ever had something or someone to bring something against you that they would bringing it against you to help you but they were bringing it against you to hinder you they wasn't That's bringing right. it to grow you but they were bringing it in your life to tear you down can I tell you this morning there are things that will come in your life they're not there to help you they're there to hinder you
1: Bless and
0: Paul says this who shall lay any charge of the gods that left can I say to y'all I've been around long enough I didn't know that that old devil he'll come up and you know what he'll do he'll bring some charges right. he'll bring some things against me and I say to you this morning, if you serve God any length of period of time at all, you'll find out the devil will do that to you too. He'll bring some charges against you. But I have found out that it ain't always necessarily the devil. That's the one that's bringing up the charges. But I found out the devil's got a lot of workers. Listen, Lord. And just like God's got a lot of workers, the devil's got a lot of them too. Y'all with me? And I have found out sometimes people, they don't seem to, be as, uh, seem to be as forgiven as the Lord is. Y'all with me? And they want to constantly bring up what you used to be. And they bring up those charges. They bring up those accusations. They bring up all uh, those things. And they say, well, if you knew her like I knew her. If you knew him like I knew him. I remember what he used to be. I remember where he used to go. I remember what he used to do. I remember where he used to be. And you know what they always get caught up and what you used to be. That they fail to realize that you ain't that no more. Yeah, yeah. But thank God you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old yeah. things, old things are passed away. All things have become you. Anybody, but I have found out some people ain't as forgiven as God is. No. And they don't bring up things against you. Anybody ever had somebody to charge you with things? Well, Come somebody. on now. Has anybody ever had somebody to bring some charges against you? And they say, well, I got something on them. Let me just say this. I'm glad, thank God, that I can take the devil. I can take anybody back to an old rugged cross and say, you might have some charges against me. But I'm glad, thank God, to you 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary, not long ago, my blessed Lord and Savior went up Calvary. The, the, the godly died for the ungodly the just died for the unjust the unrighteous, but thank God that day of the righteous died in our place Amen. so they're going to bring charges against you, everybody anybody bring charges against you? you let me say this if you've ever been in trouble with the law you know what it's like for them to bring charges against you let say the state of Alabama brings these charges against them the state of Georgia brings these charges against them, you know what that means the charge of the it's an indication that you broke the law. Bless the Lord. Can I just say this this morning? We all have broke the law.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. I ain't talking about necessarily man's law. I'm talking about we broke God's law. Everyone of us is guilty. But you know what I found out? We've been forgiven. We've been washed in the blood. All things have passed away. Thank God. All things will come to you. But you know what I found out? There are things that keep popping back up in your life. Bless the Lord. And they'll say you thought you got rid of me, but I'm still here. You know, they got a term they call double jeopardy. Y'all heard that term? What well, double jeopardy means this it means that double jeopardy is you can't be tried, listen now, for the same crime twice. Right. If you've already served the term, then you cannot serve that term again for the same crime because you've already paid the price. You've already did the time. But you know what I feel now? The devil likes to do a lot of double jeopardy.
1: Listen, Lord.
0: He likes to bring charges against you that's already been paid for. Yeah. and he tries to hold you in double jeopardy and say I know those charges but you know what the Lord really ain't forgot about those things I mean he may have asked about right, it he may have swept under the rug but he really knows and you know what the devil does not yeah. day. he goes before God the father and he says you know Wayne he's done this this week wow. he's done that this week and the devil will bring up things and let me say this sometimes he may not be telling a lie but sometimes he may tell the truth Bless him, Lord. And I don't know about y'all this, but I, I failed the Lord Monday. Somebody help me. Good. I failed the Lord Tuesday. I failed the Lord Wednesday. I failed the Lord Thursday. Amen. I failed the Lord Friday. I failed him yes. Y'all ain't going to believe this. I ain't even failed in the day. Bless him, Lord. So how'd you fail? Ain't none of your business. Amen. Amen. But the devil will bring charges against you. Yes, he does. So you know how I found out? Things like do. Things like charge. you. Yeah. I noticed this, verse number 34, things like to condemn you. Look what the Bible says. I'm preaching yeah. King James Bible this morning. Who is he? Here Who? Not a what, but a who. Who is he that condemneth? You? you know what I found out? There are things that like to charge us, but there are things that try to condemn us. Right. Well, what, is, what does condemnation mean? It means to cast judgment on. What it means, what a condemnation? What it means to cast judgment. It means, in other words, when they bring one under condemnation, in other words, they're signifying to you and I that that's, you you, you in you trouble. You're going, you ever been growing up, you got a sibling. You remember know when you do something wrong? And that sibling would find out about it, and they'd say something like this Ooh, I'm going to tell mama when she gets home. Bless well, And you know what you did? You, you felt troubled. You know why? Because they had something on you. Yeah. And you know what? You felt your heart, you felt condemnation. You knew that eventually judgment was going to be carried out. Can I tell you what we find in the text? Paul said, Who is it that condemneth? I have found out things like to condemn you. Yeah. Things like to charge you. They like to bring up accusations against you. But they like to condemn you, they like to bring judgment upon you.
1: Good, Paul.
0: You realize this morning, if the devil could, he'd destroy each and every one of our lives. Go ahead. Bible says he is as a roaring line seeking one whom he may devour. But I'm glad, thank God for what, what, what was said in the book of Job. Yeah. When the devil comes to present himself unto God, he said, Have you considered my servant Job? Job, and this is what the Lord uh, This is what the devil said about Job. He said this, he said, I want to, but I can't because you put a hedge about yes. it. Oh words, letting you and I know. Now, the devil may roam to and fro, but he can't go too far because he's on the leash. And he can only go where God allows him. And he can only do just what God allows him to do. And can I say to you this morning, you ought to thank God. I think God's got a hedge about you. It ain't because you're a good Christian. It ain't because you've done right or done wrong. It's because he's a good God. And if the God wants to remove that hedge, we all would be in trouble this night. So we find things like the condemn, things like the charge. But listen to verse number 34. Listen to this, or oh, excuse me, verse number thirty-five. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall our tribulations, or distresses, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? I looked that up, these words up, and see what they mean. Verse thirty-five. You know what I found out? What verse thirty-five has? It has a lot of things in it. And I found out in verse thirty-five. All these things are things we all face.
1: You know what I found about
0: tribulations? I looked at the word of tribulations. You know what it means? It means to put pressure on one. It means to put pressure. You ever had pressure put on you? You ever had a trial to put pressure on you? You ever had somebody say something like this? This trial was weighing so heavy on me. I don't think I could go another step. The weight of the world's on my shoulders. I feel like I'm about to cave. Time. My mind's running to and fro, and I just don't think I can take it anymore. You know why we say that? It's because tribulations are in our life and they're putting pressure on us. Now, I tell you this morning, things have a way of putting pressure on you. An Is anybody going to be honest and help bridge bridges preach this morning? Go ahead. Things have a way of putting pressure on you. Look on what the Bible says. Now, tribulations, he says distress. You know what the word distress means? Look it up, this is what I'm, I looked it up. Go home and look it up when you get time. You know what the word distress means? It means to be contained. And there not going to be any way to get out. You ever lost hope that the things in your life were never going to go away? That they were just going to constantly keep being there? Go ahead, Have you ever just wished for the sun to come up, but it seemed like that the sun would never come up? And that trial was not there just for a that trial wasn't there just for a week. I uh, tried wasn't there for just a month. But I have found out there are trials that come and go. But there are trials uh, that seem to linger around and they seem to be there for a whole lot of time.
1: Amen.
0: And you think yourself, you know what that is? That's distress. You ever felt yourself in distress with things? Be like, why in the world can't this thing leave? I mean, I went to bed one night and everything was fine. But I woke up the next morning. You know what I found out? Everything had fallen apart. Yes. My worst nightmare come true to come true. I didn't think this would ever happen, but it's happened. And now it seems like weeks have turned into months, and months have turned into years, and you're looking around and saying, is it ever? Is it ever going to get any better? Bless. I don't know about y'all, but I found myself saying that here lately. Is it ever going to get any better? Drop off. I mean, you listen to them, they'll tell you it ain't going to get no better. It's going to get worse. And you think of yourself, "Is never going to get any better. Come on, now, somebody help me. Listen help the preacher boy. preach this morning. I'm going to be honest. I might as well be honest. Well, i will to help you be honest. Anybody in yeah. the last few weeks thought it never going to get any better? Right. Go You know, this. You ever said this in the last few weeks? Here we go again. Right. Preach it, brother. Here we go again. Now, I say to you this morning, some things have got a lot of people in distresses. Yeah. You say this, I go over Distress, how about this? Verse number 30, uh, 37, or verse number uh, 38 says, I'm uh, somewhere, verse 35. Amen. Tribulations, distress, or persecution. Yeah. You know what the word persecution? Is? Very simple. It means to harm those for their walk with God. Blessed Lord. You know what I found out? Things. Remind you now, things can be something, or they can be someone. Anybody ever been persecuted for your walk with God? Yeah. Let me just say this. I don't want to labor here alone, but America, we really don't know what persecution is. No. That's right. See, we think persecution is when somebody deletes us on Facebook.
1: <laughs>
0: and we make a long pose talking about, I've been persecuted. We just say this. People don't care about you as much as you think they care about you. No. <laughs> That's why I ain't got it. Amen. Praise the Praise the Lord. Right. We don't know what perse- we think persecution is well, maybe you we talk to me this someday. Go ahead. We think that's persecution. Or somebody don't want to sit with you at the lunch table no more because you read your Bible and you're at the lunch table and you say, Well, I have been persecuted. We just say this. Go over there and look at what's going on in Afghanistan. Where is where's people being beheaded for their faith. Somebody hit yeah. me now. Where been people being stoned. Being, go over there and read. Walk, go over there and, read, and We yeah. look at that hall of faith. And you get down into the last few verses that's found there. And the Bible says some of these were not delivered. And they were sown asunder. You know what that means? They were cut all to pieces. that yeah. there were some that were fed to lives. There were some that were burned at the stake. There were those that were stoned. There was those that was beheaded for their walk with God. Amen, hey, we don't know do nothing about persecution.
1: No, we don't. But
0: I will say this: I believe we're about to find out about it in the days ahead. Right. But you know what? I found out persecution can be things. Yeah. What are you saying, preacher? Well, talks about persecution. Look on with me. Talks about famine. Famine is when I look at the word famine. This is what it simply said. It means to lack resources because of persecution. Can I say to you in America, we don't know what it's like to have a family. No. Every one of us has got more food than we know what to do with.
1: Bless you Lord.
0: We think we're in a family when gas prices go up to three dollars a gallon.
1: Bless you think
0: We think a family is when we go to the grocery store and there's no bread on the shelf and there's no milk on the shelf and we think what we're gonna do if our power goes out. Yeah. We think that's, oh, a, yeah. that's a family. But you don't realize there's people in third world countries this morning they didn't wake up to breakfast. right. There's people this morning that woke up and if they got anything to drink, they had to go get in a trash can hoping somebody left a little bit of water in a bottle and they go drink that little bit of water out of that bottle they find a leaf somewhere with dew on it and they lick that leaf. You think, well, that, that right there, that's what a famine is. Wow. Can I say to you this morning that famines can be things. I'm going somewhere, stay with me. Enjoy. There's famine. What else it says? nakedness. You know what I found well, the word of nakedness, you know what it means? It means to be left destitute. In other words, it goes right back to, to famine, it goes right back to persecution. It means to lack resources because of persecution. And I say to you this morning, hear me, hear me well. Things will leave you naked. Bless
1: the Lord.
0: Yeah. The the word, it talks about peril. You know what the word peril means? It means goes right back to the word persecution. It goes right back to the word famine. It goes right back to the word nakedness, the word peril. It means trouble on every side. Yeah. Anybody ever felt like you got trouble on every side? Well, so yeah. Sword. Sword means to face death. Come on it. Anybody felt like the last few months that things have a way of making you face the reality that one day you're going to die? Bless the Lord. If anybody told you lately, I had to break it to you. One day we are going to die. If Amen. the Lord don't come back, one day we are going to draw our last breath. Right. So things. But listen to what Paul says. Mm-hmm. He says this. He talks about it in verse number 36. As it's written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are killing the sheep for the slaughter. That's from Psalms 44 verse 22. But look yeah. what he says in verse 37.
1: Yeah.
0: Nay, in all these things, now what things is he talking about? What right. things? What things is he talking about? Everything he's just said up to this point. Yeah. So you know what he's saying? Name all these things. What things is he talking about? He's talking about those things that try to charge us. He's talking about those things. He's talking about those things, those that try to condemn us. That's what yeah. he's talking about. But then he goes in verse number. He goes in verse number hey, or verse number thirty-six and verse thirty-five. He talks about things that desire to control us. Listen. Right. you know what he says? Nay, in all these things. What things? Things he just mentioned. Uh What is he going to say? Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through what? Through him that loved us. I don't know about y'all, but everything I just read up this point, I don't really feel really victorious. No when I think about all the things that I'm going to have to face, I don't really feel like I'm more than a conqueror. Is anybody with me? When I think about the charges, when I think about the condemnation, Listen. when I think about all the trouble, when I think about all the peril, when I think about all the nakedness, when I think about all those things, I don't know about y'all, but I don't really feel like I'm victorious. Listen. Now I tell you, there's a lot of people this morning that have allowed all those things Right. To rob them of their victory. But you know what Paul goes on to say? Uh I read this and then this week God just kept giving. God just kept this, this, is there a time I read it God will show me something. You see, the first thing about these things, their personal determination, they desire to charge you, they desire to condemn you, they desire to control you. Things desire to control your thought process. You know what things want to do? Things want you to think about them when you wake up in the morning. Things want you to think about them when you go to bed at night. Yes. Things want things to think about you. But they, want, they want you to think about them when you're spending time with your family, when you're on the job, when you're going down the road. Has anybody ever had things to rob you of your joy? Has yes. anybody ever had things to rob you of your victory? Has anybody ever had things to rob you of your walk with God and rob you of family time because your mind, you can't comprehend that because you're too busy thinking about all the things. So, what are we gonna do? Well, there was a personal determination in these verses. I found a powerful demonstration over these things. You see, please don't miss this because this a help now. You see, I found within these texts, every time I found things, I found the Lord had a way of counterreacting those things. Right. For every time that the things would say we're gonna charge you. God would say something to counteract those things. Every time that we find that things would say, well, we're going to condemn you, the Lord would have a way of counteracting those things. Right. And every time that things would say, there's going to be peril, there's going to be nakedness, there's going to be sword, there's going to be famine, there's going to be persecution, the Lord had a way of counteracting those things. What's the Lord going to say to all these things? Well, you know what I find? Yeah. When things come knocking on my door, you know what the devil likes to do? The way, the reason why these things are in your life is because God's mad at you. Bless
1: the Lord. ahead, Paul.
0: Anybody ever had the devil get on your shoulder and say God's mad at you? Mm. You ever had the devil get on your shoulder and say if you was really right with God, these things wouldn't be in your life? Yeah. You ever had you ever had the devil get on your shoulder and say if you was a Christian like you ought to be, all these things really wouldn't be happening to you? You'll never. Know, you know, we, we buy into the that of help up with our prosperity crowd a whole lot more than we like to admit. When they tell us that if we read the Bible and we do all these things right, that we'll not have a rainy day, our trash can never get tore up, you, our bills will always be paid on time, good. everything will go wrong, but they ain't never read the Bible. Somebody say yeah, that because I find this, it rains on the just, and it rains on the unjust, yeah, and just like the people that's not saved have problems, I find out that saved people have problems. You, ahead, I found out for everything we face, God did something for us to help us overcome those things. Amen. You know what I just said? The devil likes to say God's against us. Good. I'm going to show you something in the Bible right here to help me. God showed me this last night. Yeah. I, about, I, I about tore a window out of my room. Amen. Yeah. Listen to this. Anybody ever have the devil to say God's against you? Good. Look what verse thirty-one says. Yeah. What shall we then say to these things? If. Now listen to me. That yeah. word there, if, is not a possibility. Paul's making a statement. He's making a statement we'll look at more in just a second. But he said, if. He says if. He's really saying when he meant is. God is. God is for us. Well, listen Bless to this. Lord. He says, what shall we then say to these things if God be against us? No. What does that say? For us.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what that verse says, Brother Mark? God's for us. You know what it says? Really? God's for us. Yeah. You ever had the devil say God's against you? Oh, yes. no. I got a Bible that says God's for us. Yeah. Amen. Is anybody glad this morning God's for us? Amen. If you ever realize God's for us, you'll do an earnest deep mass. Amen. You'll be excited that God is for us. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but that does my heart good because that lets me know that He ain't against me. Amen. He's for me. For sure. But you know what I found out? God the Father's for me. Amen. Look at verse 34. Who is He that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather than is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh the intercession, what? Say it louder.
1: Right.
0: For us. You know what I found in verse 31? God's for us. Amen. But you know what he's talking about in verse 34? Christ died for what? For yes. us. And he's making the intercessions for us. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but it does my heart good to know that. Jesus is for us. That's right. It does be good to know in verse 31 that God's for us. Amen. But verse 34 says Jesus is for us. I want to say one man said it like this. He said, when you look at Bethlehem, it means God with us. God came down yeah. man. But when you look at Pentecost, that means God's in us. That's when the Holy Ghost is in the heart of believer. But he said, when you go look at Calvary, it doesn't just mean God's with us. When you go look at Calvary, it don't just mean God's in us, but at Calvary us know that Jesus is for us. Amen. So you know we find new things. We find when we look at these things God's for us. Amen. We find in these things. Jesus is for us. You. I got good news. There's another part of the Trinity. The Holy Ghost. Look in verse number 26. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we all, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for what? For us, Amen. Not Can I remind you this morning? God's for us, Amen. I just showed you verse 31. Can I say to you this morning, Jesus is for us. That's in verse 34. Amen. But verse 26, it says, The Spirit maketh intercession for us. I've got good news. The Holy Ghost is for us. And can I say to you this morning, I've got good news. Things can't be against you because God is for you and Jesus is for you and the Holy Ghost is for you. i got good news. Romans 8, 28 says this. For this one thing we know, not a lot of things, but one thing, that all things Amen. work together. Further. You know why all things are working together for our good? Because God's for us. Yes. The Son's for us. And thank God the Holy Ghost is for us. He yes. goes on talking talk about Jesus dying for us. Mm. He said, When you were at your worst, when Jesus died for you, and now that you're saved, shall He not freely give you all things? Can I just say this? If God did all that He did for you before He saved you, mm. why in the world would you listen to the lie of the devil and say that once He saved you, He's going to stop loving you? Bless you, let me say that one more time. Yeah. Why are you going to listen to the lie of the devil? We know Jesus died for us. Really right. He paid a big price for us. Well, thank you. He left heaven's best to come to earth's worst and the earth's worst go to heaven's Yes. Why are we going to sit there and say well, we were at our worst mm. to die for us. But now that we're saved, we're made a child of the king. Somebody say yeah. again. amen. again. Heaven's our home. Holy Ghost lives inside of us. We ain't what we used to be. But thank God we are as righteous as Christ is. Listen. Somebody say, I mean, hey, we boy. are as righteous as Christ is. Yeah. And when God looks down for the vows of glory, He don't see Timothy Paul King, but He sees me clothed in the righteousness of His darling Son. And can I say to you now, if God's done all that for me before He saved me, why in the world I listen to the light of hell and say that He would stop taking care of me Jesus He saved me. Enjoy, you know what I find? Yeah. And all these things, we're more than conscious. I say this, I don't know about y'all, but for everything the devil can throw up, God says, I'm for And you know what he does? He takes those things and he works them together for our good. Yes, now, personal determination, powerful demonstration, and here's a proper declaration. Right here, I'm done. How do we respond? Since we know all these things what Jesus Christ is for us. Mm-hmm. Can somebody say amen that God's for us this day? Hey, amen, can anybody say, thank God Jesus is for us? Hey, Can anybody say they're glad this morning that the Holy Ghost is for us? Hey, when I think about what all Jesus did for me on the cross of Calvary, I'd say He's for us. Right. When I think about what all God did, you realize God's got a plan for your life this morning. So nice. I have to say, God's for us. Thank you, and when I realize what the Holy Ghost is doing right now, He lives within me, and He's making intercession for me. It's so nice. He's praying for things in my life I don't even know what i mean. You realize this morning, I don't know what things I'm going to face in this day. No. But the Holy Ghost does. Amen. And you know what the Holy Ghost is doing there? Father, He don't know what He's going to need today. But I do. Hey. See, today He's going to face persecution. Bless. You. So I pray to give Him grace. Yes, He does. You ever gone down to your altar and, 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 and tried to pray? about things and you just didn't know what to say about things? Yes, Lord. Because you could just say, Oh God, I do not know what to pray for you. No. You know, at those times when you didn't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit interceded for you. Hey, Amen. You know what interceded means? It means to be a go-between. It means, oh, Lord, I don't know what to say. The Holy Ghost says that as a Father. He don't know what to say. But I know what it means. Ah. He needs this right here. My goodness listen, if that ever, if that ever dawns on you, if that ever dawns on you, realize that there ain't nothing on this earth that can stop you from having joy. But now how are we gonna how are we gonna respond to these things? Well, look what Paul says, Romans 8 28. Romans 8 28. for this one thing we know. How do we know? How could Paul say we know? Well Mark, how how do we know Paul knew? How do we know? How do we know that we know? You ever worried about that? How do you know how do you know you're saved? Bless. How do you know you're out right with God this morning? How do you know to be at the house of God this morning? God. How do you know? How do we know what Romans eight twenty eight? How do we know? You ever ask yourself that question? How do you know what how do you know that what you know is really what you know and that it's right? Bless. You know how I know I know what I know? And I know that it's right? Because I got a Bible. Amen. You wouldn't, know, you wouldn't know something? You wouldn't know Romans 8 28 was in the Bible if you never read the Bible. You so You know how I know all things are working together for my good? Because the Bible says all things are working together for my good. You wanna know how I know I'm saved? You well know I know I'm saved yes. by I says am saved. Amen. And my spirit bears witness to the word of God. Amen. Bless I call upon the Lord Jesus. I repented of my sins. What the Bible says, if I've done it, I'm saved. And now Amen. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. The Bible tells me I am. That's right. You know how we know? We know because the Bible tells us. You know how I know we're going to have victory? The Bible tells us we are. <laughs> the reason why we got faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So let me say this. Here's a little side note. Don't you think that if, if we know that, the devil knows that? Yeah. And don't you think he'll do everything in your power to get you out of the Bible rather than you get in the Bible? Sure. And you do everything this how to take the Bible away from you. Good. Because you'll never know if you don't get any word. Good. But you know what I find in Romans 8, 28? It lets me know that all things are working together for my good. Yeah, All things, not just some things. All things. All right. So next time you know what you can say, when the devil comes against you and says, these things are against you. Yes. You say, oh, no, they're not. You know how I know? The Bible tells me that they're not against me. But God's going to take them and work them together for my good. Amen. So we know. Now that we know, verse 31 comes into place. Look what verse 31 says. Mm -hmm. What then shall we say to these things? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. What are you going to say when things pop up? What are you going to say when you wake up in the morning? Mm -hmm. and things are knocking knocking at your door. And you open up your door and there's things standing there. What are you going to say to them? What are you going to say to them? Mm -hmm. What do you know what you're going to do? You can look at those things and say, oh, no, not you, again." My goodness, I thought you were gone. I mean, my goodness, you come here every day last week, here you are again. Why where won't you let up? I mean, you can get on Facebook and you can write about how bad your week's been, how bad your month's been. You can tell everybody a word and say, oh, poor pitiful this is all bad. It's all good. It's all good. So I mean, let me just say this. If lost people can't come in the church house and hear about hope, yeah. where else are they going to hear about it? Yeah. Let me say this. When we come into God's house, it's good talk about how bad it is but talk about how good it is listen. because if people can't find in here then where are they going to find that right. but you know we find a lot of times people come in and they'll say my goodness they're just as discouraged as those at the bar at least if I go to the bar I can get me a drink listen Lord let me say this we ain't got what's wrong with America no. we got what can make America right amen, amen. We ain't, we, we ain't the problem, friend. We the cure. Right. Come on now. We ain't the darkness. We the light. Yeah. We're the salt of the earth. Somebody help me now. And we can come here and talk about and I know it's bad. And I know it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But i got good news. It is going to get better. Yeah. You know why? Because we know. And now that we know, you know what else we can do? We can say so. Yes. What are we going to say so? Bless
1: your heart, Ready for
0: this? If God be for us. Who can be against us? Wow. And next time things come knocking on your door, you know what you can do? God be for me. You definitely ain't going to be against me. Bless you, Lord. Come on now. I wish I had somebody help me preach this boy. Next time Pharaoh knocks on your door, but you, you come here. I got good news for you. God's going to take you and work you for my good, and he's going to work you like you ain't never been worked before. Amen. You know what you can tie in that verse right like there? It's helping now. Hear me now. You can take those verses and you can write COVID in those verses.
1: Well, that's more.
0: See, everybody's listening. and I understand COVID is a real bad thing. Good. We're living in some dark days. But can I just say this? God can take COVID and work it together for our good. Amen. You do believe the Bible, don't you? That's right, brother. You do believe the Bible. Can I just say this? Can I say this? COVID can't be against me because God's for me. Amen. And we just say this. If God don't want me to get COVID, I want to get COVID. Bless the Lord. Go ahead. So, if God brings them to it, He'll bring them through yes, it. Yes, He does. Don't you think God knew that COVID was going to happen before COVID ever happened? Amen. Do you realize God ended up in heaven this morning throwing his finger and saying, I didn't know this was going to happen? Bless your heart. We don't. We, we're, we're taking it day by day. Somebody say amen. Right. But can I just say this? When I wake up in the morning and I look out in the world and I see all the things and the news talks about all the things and all this, you know what to me good? I can look at and say, how in the Lord am I going to make this through this day? I can say like this, if God be for us, who can be against us? Preacher, it's bad, I know. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Preacher's getting worse, I know. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Preacher, they're passing laws. We don't understand. If God be for us, who can be against us? Preacher, if this one this, and this one that. If God be for us, who can be against us? The next time trouble from knocking at your door, look at it square in the face to say, God's for me, God's for me, Amen. what can be against me? Now that we know, we can say so. Verse 37 says this, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So if I know that, if I know and I can say so, from verse thirty seven, you know what that lets me know? I can go. Amen. You know why? Because I'm more than a conqueror. Yes. You know what more than a conqueror is, don't you? one that wins the battle without even fighting the battle Bless you. y'all do realize this morning we're winners either way if we go with ourselves Amen. we're going to a better land Good. y'all realize this world ain't our home you know have i turn on facebook but then this is what i've been seeing i've been seeing preachers that i grew up listening to and they're leaving one by one yeah we're going to that city that they preach about for all these years. And I don't know what the days ahead hold. And I tell you this, I know where I'm going. Yeah. Hey, brother. I know we get we get real, we get real, fright, we get real, I does that want to say if the bus pulled up today, I, I enjoy living, somebody say amen. Yeah. And I don't want to die, I, I don't want to die painfully, somebody say amen. Yeah. Draw my last breath and wake up in heaven. So, I, say, I don't want to die a for death. No, go ahead. But whatever happens in my life, I can give you two things. Yeah. I can either look at that and I say, I hope it don't ever happen. I don't know what I'm going to do if it happens. I don't know what I'm going to do if that's what happened. Or i can do this. Lord, by the grace of God, I pray it don't happen. But if it does happen, I know if you bring me to it, you'll bring me through it. Amen. And you've got a reason for allowing it in my life. And it can't be against me. Because you've already told me that you're working it together for my good. That's right. I don't know, but God's working it together for oh, our good. I was talking to Miss Ann last night, and this is what she said. She said, We're talking about Brother Dean, Brother Dean, sorry, Brother Barry. it's supposed to start with a Somebody say, Amen. <laughs> and, uh, Dean church, can you pray for me? Prayers are working. All right. Prayers are working. Yes, they're good. I talked to her Thursday morning after we gathered around here and she was saying God's already answered prayers. Praise the Lord. And this is what she told me last night. She said that Barry was asking us to pray for him. She said, baby, this is what she told me. She said she said, I told him, said, baby. She said, God's or, people are praying for you that you don't even know. Right. See, I don't know why God's brought us to this as a church. No. But I can tell you this much. God's going to work it together for his good. Amen. God's working it together for her good. And as a church, you know what God's doing for us? He's working together for our good. You know what? We're going to come out better than what we were in 2020. Of we're going to come out better than what we are right now. Amen. Why? Because God's working for us. Right. And you ain't never had anybody work for you like you've had God work for you. Amen. And when God works for you, he don't do a halfway job. Amen. Amen. He don't even work 40 hours a week. He works 24-7. Amen. And you know what? You ain't never, never going to miss a you. No. But when he's worked, he's taking all these things. And he's working together for your good. So what are you going to do with him? Do you know this morning? Can you say so? And are you going?